1: Uh, Meanwhile, Andrew Gordy from News Hub joins us. Andrew, a very good morning to you, mate. Morning to you, soma How's things, mate? Look, I'm sharp as a marble, thank you, Gordy. And um, I've got a bit, I've to be... You know that you are a much bigger football fan than I am, and that's why we've got you on here, because the the world of football is going mental. We talked about Sheffield Wednesday. I don't know if you across that story earlier. They yeah. come back against Peterborough to take uh, that League One playoff. Uh, but a little closer to home, I want to start with, mate. Bonnie Jensen of the New Zealand Herald has been running a series of stories uh, this week regarding Western Springs Football um, and a potential threat from uh, the women's senior team to just walk out on the club. Have you been across this story, and, and what do you make uh, of this kind of story involving club women's club football this close to a women's World Cup on these shores?
0: Yeah, it's not a great look, is it, Suma? And got to got to say, outstanding work from Bonnie on on this story. It's um, it certainly caught the attention, I think, of well, m- pretty much all mainstream media outlets yeah. um, over the last week. And it's been fascinating to, to monitor developments on this one, hasn't it? It's it's astounding, really, isn't it? That uh, in this day and age, but as you quite rightly point out, so close to hosting a FIFA Women's World Cup, the biggest women's sporting event on the planet, mm. we're going to be co-hosting that later this year, and this is the sto- sort of story that's uh, kicking around uh only a couple of months out um it, it's staggering really isn't it um and this sort of attitude just doesn't fly um in 2023 i'm afraid and i i've I found it really interesting to monitor the the development and the changing language across the three statements issued by the club over the last week since they um announced the the departure of uh, their coach ryan faithful mm. Um, it's gone from being, um, you know, we're, we're, we're at odds, I suppose, over uh, how the, the women's and girls program should be, should be run. We have different views to that approach. And then very suddenly it is we are taking these matters very seriously. It's like, well, it feels to me as though you're only taking it seriously because now everyone's got their eyes on the club and exactly how they're handling this issue. And look, Sumo, I'm not going to pretend that I know all of the details. I don't. Um, but quite clearly, the devil is in the detail. In this, in this regard, it, it will be fascinating, I think, at some point to learn exactly what the players in this team have been pushing for, mm. um, and exactly how those responses have been met, um, or what sorry what responses um, those have elicited, I suppose, from the club officials and now where they're getting to. It doesn't seem like anything they're requesting is, is unreasonable. Mm. Um, it feels as though they're, they're simply asking for equal treatment, uh, not even equal pay, which, again, this is, this is um, you know, Auckland club yeah, right. I don't even really understand what, <laughs> That's right. what, what the pay issue is even about. It's, it's absolutely staggering. But, mm. um, but, look, if we're just coming down to you know, equal opportunities to use the number one pitch and, and equal access to, to support staff and things like that, these don't seem like... Uh, unreasonable request at all so I think uh, the club has clearly handled this poorly um, and it's a massive lesson not only to them but I think probably every other um, club in just about any sport right across the country
1: Yeah, they're all fair points, uh, Andrew, and I totally agree. And and again, I I reiterate, it's been fantastic reporting from Bonnie uh, in the New Zealand Herald, and um, uh, she's not going to let up. She's a mad football fan and a player herself, so um, she's got skin in this game, and she's uh, using her journalistic skill to bring this to light. So hopefully mediation works and and we can get to the bottom, at least um, make sure that that everyone at the club and and the women and girls involved um, find some middle ground. Uh, There's no middle ground in the Premier League this time of year, though. Mr Gore, (laughs) and uh, fascinating story uh, around Everton who are still at risk Um, but the potential sale of the club, or I think that sale may have actually gone through, to 777 Partners, another American venture capital fund already with their uh, toes and teeth very much sunk into football clubs uh, throughout Europe. Uh, a, A really interesting time for a club with the history of Everton and another move by VC or private equity into the Premier League. Good news for Everton, crazy news for Everton, and can they stay up?
0: Can they stay up? I think the answer is yes, um, but quite clearly they're, they're in a they're in a bad trot, They're in a bad situation at the moment, aren't they? And you know the reality is that only one of I think Everton Leeds and Leicester City are going to survive the drop. I'd probably have Everton as the favourites to survive at the moment, but stranger things have happened. Um, you know they've obviously got they've got Wolves away and then Bournemouth at home now. Being against Bournemouth at home for your last game of the season uh, when you're in a relegation dogfight, that, that will come down to the final day, no question about it. Yeah. Um, that's a huge advantage, isn't it? You know, you can you can get your, your fans to get you across the line. Um, so, look, if I was a, if I was a bidding man, um, I, I'd say that Everton will survive the drop, um, or certainly not at the expense of Leicester City. I've got grave fears for Leicester City, which is a, a terribly sad story. You know, this is a team that were Premier League champions um, in 2016. Right. Uh, the the fairy tales to end all fairy tales. Um, then there was obviously tragedy with their club owner, and things have just turned sour there um, with that club. They've put pretty much zero money into into recruitment. Um, they obviously. Uh, got rid of their manager Brendan Rodgers during the season and, and it will be I would be surprised if they survived the drop and again I just think that'll be terribly sad because um, you know that that shouldn't be happening should it you know only seven years after they were the champions of the competition Yeah, it feels um, but strange. it does highlight, yeah. I suppose, what it, yeah it feels very strange but it only highlights I think just what a what a crazy competition the Premier League really is, you know? That's um, right. Hey, I've got one, got final,
1: a- we've, we've, got oh, one final, we've got one final we've got one final thing to consider here. Um look, my friends are Liverpool fans, uh and they're in a dogfight now with Man U. Sorry, get it. Yeah, so am I, because you never hear the end of it. Uh, Man Manu got a game in hand too. So they got Bournemouth away. They take on Chelsea at home and then Fulham at home. Liverpool have only got the two games remaining, one point separating them. Uh, I still think this is an absolute dogfight, this find that, that top four and that mm-hmm. final spot. It absolutely is, mate. Um, and
0: uh, as a Manchester United fan, um, I'm absolutely terrified of the prospect of missing out on Champions League football to Liverpool, who have been absolute <laughs> mud for the first half of this season. And then they have five straight, quite staggeringly turned it round. My goodness, they have been on an incredible run. And yeah. they've, they've managed to recapture that form that took them to Premier League titles and Champions League um, titles and finals and whatnot. Um, yeah, so they are breathing down United's net. Look, they may... They may just run out of time. But look, Manchester United have got three games left. I I think they will drop points. Whether it's you know whether it's they're going to drop enough points to give Liverpool a chance to, to sneak in the door, I'm not sure. But look, having that game in hand and being that and having that one point advantage, yeah, uh, might just save United. But they're running out of steam, that's for sure.
1: Well, Liverpool are going to be looking at their last game in particular and saying that's points in the bank because that's Southampton and their season is done. Yep. Uh, the Villa game is going to be all important, uh, all happening. We haven't even got to the Champions League. Who's your pick though for the final?
0: Oh, it's Manchester City. Um, look, the way they destroyed Real Madrid, Oh, what about and that? To look, past them and look uh, I, I hate to say it, um, Sumo, but that was that was quite clearly the biggest roadblock uh, to them achieving the treble. I'll yeah. be stunned if they don't do it now. Um, you know, you look at when Manchester United did it. That was incredible enough. But United's um, cast your mind back sort of 24 years, they essentially had three finals in the space of eight days. They had to win it at... Tottenham on the last day of the Premier League season to win the Premier League. Mm-hmm. They may have to beat Newcastle in the FA Cup final and then fire Munich uh, through the, through an absolute miracle at the new Camp. Um, Manchester City have got a lot more breathing space. They're yeah, going to secure the Premier League this weekend. United, uh, I'd be stunned if they put up um, uh, well, they put up enough, I suppose, to beat Manchester City in a final. Um as I said before, United are just running out of steam. Man City, I, I would expect to win that. And then, look, enter in the final. Never count out an Italian team, but, my God, like Manchester City are just a machine at the moment. Yeah, um, they're
1: looking good. Yeah, absolutely right. Mm. Andrew Gordy from News Hub, really great to chat to you, mates. So love your football knowledge. Love your knowledge in general. You have a fantastic day and a lovely weekend, friend.